Welcome to the Whiskey Congress. Honest, open talk dedicated to speaking the truth to those who are open to hearing it. Black, white, right, left. Most importantly, honest, bold, and fueled by good whiskey. In Whiskey Veritas, we are Whiskey Congress. Join the evolution. Whiskey Congress is back in session. Stephen and I are together in the Cleveland studio, relatively recently returned from Las Vegas, yep. where we had a good old time. We'll get to that uh, towards the end. Um, I felt detached from the world while we were out there. Absolutely. Um, which is what I guess I was. Yeah. Um, yeah. You, I mean, you and me both. I mean, there were, there were times where literally I could not figure out what day it was or what time it was, even though my phone has the time on and, it. Hence us being in the casino until 4.30 in the morning on Friday. <laughs> um, um, we'll come back to that. But so anyway, I was completely devoid of Russia-Ukraine um, updates for most of the time. I got back and looked at some stuff. But it's looking really crazy out there. Like it, R- Russia is trying to find, I think, any face-saving way out of this. I just don't know if there Ooh, is one. Ooh, I don't know. Okay. I, I, I don't know. That's what they should be doing, right? Russia okay. should be trying to, to figure out a way to save face and get out of this. Um, I don't believe that they are. Um, there are reports that Russia is pulling back from Kiev, um, you know, amid peace talks. But, I mean, everything points to them pulling back to regroup, recharge, and come with a new plan, whether it's coming attacking from the east or, you know, coming with a more aggressive offensive, whatever it might be, um, I do not trust that Russia is is pulling back. And there are already reports that, um, you know, while they're literally while they're saying they're pulling back on Russian television, you know, there's, you know, excessive shelling going on in, in um you know, civilian areas, which, right. I mean, I don't even know what you can actually call a civilian area anymore in Ukraine because the Russians, there, there are no boundaries. You know, I mean, there's ta- there's literally videos of them running over cars with tanks, and we've seen the decimated apartment buildings and hospitals right. and grocery stores and movie theaters. Um, there's, there's just, there's no... Um, like Russia, there's just no boundaries for them and what they're willing to do and what they're willing to attack. So I don't trust anything that they say. Um, you know, I think that's fair based on. Yeah, I mean, to... just just I mean, just based off everything we've seen since since January and 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 you know, watching in real time. Um, another interesting story was that the Russians uh, took over Chernobyl. Um, which, you know, as you know, and most people listening was the, the, the site of the, you know, Chernobyl nuclear reactor melting down. Um, there was a docu-series sort of thing on it on HBO that, um, was... I never watched it, but ooh, you said it was brutal. It was hard to watch, Jim. Um, you know, I mean, it, I, and I listened, I even listened to, actually listened to a podcast that talked about them making that, and the director said, listen... Uh, there are times where you take artistic liberty and there are times where you just tell the story. This is a time where you just tell the story and let the audience see it. Cause you don't, you don't need to add anything okay. to it. Um, and I, and I, tr- and I take the, you know, the director and the, and the, and the team at HBO, I take their, their word on that as much as you can, I guess. Um, you know, and even if there was some artistic liberty taken, um, if they were even within the realm of accuracy with the way that all went down, it's just, it's horrific, and we know that it was horrific, um, but it, I mean, it was just brutal to watch. And so, having seen that, and then dug into it a little bit more after watching it, uh, and then knowing that these Russian troops went in there without, you know, protection, right? Um, and you know, just some of the things that they were doing, kicking up the dirt, and you know, trying to harass the people that were, the, you know, the Ukrainian people that were there. Um, you know, like making jokes and like literally just shooting into the ground, right? Like using an AK-47, just shooting and kicking up, you know, I mean, crazy. And now there are reports that, you know, the Russian troops that are there um, are literally fleeing and they have radiation poisoning, which, surprise. Right. Well, I mean, <laughs> r- radiation poisoning is a very brutal thing. Awful. I mean, I've, I've never seen anyone with it, but I've seen it depicted... And I know from um, just, you know, historically, people have been exposed to these things. It ain't good. No. And whether it's, I mean, Chernobyl is by far the biggest example of our lifetime. I mean, if you think about it, like a person, uh, 
receiving radiation treatment for for cancer, like some of the stuff that they go through. And that's, I mean, that's basically focused, focused micro dosing of this stuff. And, and, you know, these, this is un, you know, unmeasured or whatever, uh, you know, off the charts radiation. That's a, it's just incredibly insane that they would just go in there without wearing any sort of protection or anything. And then I think that goes back to who you're dealing with, right? We all had this, this, this idea in our head, this mythology of Vladimir Putin being this brilliant strategist and, you know, this, this uh, KGB legend of, yeah. you know, the, the Russian James Bond that has risen to power. And it, it, just every day, I think we're finding out more and more that that's not who and what he is. Um, and now he's starting to, he started, he's on full tilt, you know, just coming from Vegas using those right. terms. And, um, and, and it's not going well. I mean, the only thing that they have in their favor is numbers, right? Sure. Like they just have a whole and resources, right? I mean, well, yeah, numbers, I guess the same thing, I guess. Right. But I mean, they just, they have more people and they have more things Tanks to throw at this yep, whole thing yep. where, you know, the difference though is Ukrainian, Ukraine has decent numbers, right? Like, I mean, I think it's the second largest country in Europe. Correct. Uh, and they, they've got a good number of people. And the thing that they have is is hard. They're fighting for their they're fighting for their freedom. They're fighting for their future. They're they're you know, their back their backs are truly up against the wall. And to them they have nothing to lose. Right? If right. you're a Russian soldier and you're just told like, hey, go fuck with these people and and we're gonna take them over and it's gonna take us a week and we're gonna control the whole country and everybody's gonna drink Russian vodka and it's gonna be great. And then all of a sudden you're a month in and you're getting your ass kicked. And you're seeing people die, and you're seeing a general die, and you're seeing uh, uh, your your compatriots die, and all this other right. shit. And now all of a sudden, you're like, wait, what 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 is this for? Why are we doing this? Um, and there are stories that you know there there have been some Russian troops that have deserted and or have gone back or have been captured and, and released to their families. Um, and I think that the, the the fight of the Ukrainian people, like the internal fight and the yeah. heart that they have is something that Russia didn't anticipate and Russia can't necessarily they can't they can't beat that you know i mean the only thing that they can hope is that they just send wave after wave after wave until like they literally are going to have to kill these people aren't going to quit they're not going to retreat they're not going to run they're not going to give up you know so you, the only chance that Russia has is to send so many people and to decimate this in the white and basically just flatten the flatten the whole country I know I want to jump back to uh, Chernobyl for a second because I wonder if the guys that were doing that dumb shit like shooting up the ground or whatever have any idea what they were dealing with. Like, I mean, you know, you and I, I don't know what the information about Chernobyl is to the Russian military and Russian population because they denied a lot of shit. Well, for I mean, a really according, according to they, I mean, like there were so there's so many denials and lies about it. I would have to imagine that if you're a twenty something year old Russian. That you have no idea what really happened at Chernobyl, right? I'm, I'm, you know I'm what I mean. And so I, I mean, and so they get there, they see the signs, and you know it's all funny, haha, whatever. And because that there's no possible way that they could, and then go there and start shooting at the ground, right? And and just but, running around like in fucking jeans and a t-shirt. You know, I went to the dentist the other day, and I got X-rays out of my teeth. And I was right? thinking about that. You're right, and they, you know, they they drape that giant thing over you. And they forgot like, to once on me. I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> fucks. Anyway, but yeah, I just it's um, it's something that's very it's 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 concerning to me, um, that you know you you you're dealing with someone who isn't the strategist that they thought they were that we that they thought right. they were no, thought or they were. we thought they yeah. were. Um, and now he's, he, he himself is getting desperate. Um, and you hope that that means that he's looking for a way out other than, you know, scorched earth, scorched earth. But I, 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 and I don't know, and I'm not going to start trying to predict how he's going to act or what he's thinking. Um, but it's not going well for Russia under any metric. Uh, so where we go from here, um, is interesting and, and, you know, Russia coming in and blowing up. Uh, or the Ukraine going into Russia, and um, there's reportedly there's been helicopter strike of uh, from Ukraine on the f- fuel depot uh, in Russian territory, 
And you know what? <laughs> yeah. What, what? What? Why not? Right. 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 I mean, well, I mean what? You I mean, attacked our sovereign nation. Oh, does that bother you? Right. Oh, Excuse you don't me, like that. <laughs> oh, you don't like that, do you? Right. You don't like it when someone comes into your country and starts blowing up your shit. Well, neither do we. So and you we, could stop, and we'll stop. And the stuff we were blowing up was your fueling your ability to blow up us. So right. Fuck you. Yeah, um, I mean, it just, I, and, and look, Russia's blown up schools, they've blown up hospitals, they've blown up apartment buildings, government buildings, everything else. They blew up, you know, most of the Ukrainian jets and everything else from the Air Force. So, like, look, you want to call this, you can call this whatever you want, a military operation, an offensive, uh, a liberation, whatever, whatever you want to yeah. call it. It's a war. Call it making a loaf of right. bread. It's a war, <laughs> right? And like you can like you can sit there and say, "Oh, well, we're really pissed about you coming to like look, it's war. You made you made this decision, right? You brought this on yourself and your people and whatever the Ukrainians do on the other side of that border, right? Is 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 directly you point directly at Vladimir Putin and say right. this is on you. Right? And, and, I mean, I don't want them to commit war crimes, but whatever happens happens and you know, if they if they go tit for tat based off of what you did in their country, right. then then and, and this is at least strategic. Right, it's not a children's hospital. And right, and I and you got to also wonder how much control does Vladimir Putin actually have over all this? Right, he said, all right, everybody go out. Right, so all so they send all the troops out. They send them over there, and he's like, all right, attack Kiev, attack Mariupol, attack all these different places. Right, but how much control? You know, did, did did Vladimir Putin was he directly the one who said, you know what, blow up that hospital, you know, blow up that children's hospital, blow up that school, blow up this this, this movie theater, right? Or are they just on the ground, sort of just like, oh, you know what, we're above that. There's people over there, blow it up. There's people over there, blow it up. You know, I mean, I could see it going either way. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and to your point, you know, we kind of projected well, he was a brilliant political strategist and how he maneuvered himself to get the situation he is. Yep. We. I, I'm definitely among those who said this guy's brilliant. Well, is yeah, he? I, and, and, and you know what? I think, I think it's, I think it was smart to acknowledge the fact that he was dangerous. Sure, because well, he absolutely. is absolutely right. I mean, like, I mean, look, I there's mean, tens the, of thousands of people dead because right. of him. So that makes you know, him I mean, like, so he's definitely dangerous. Uh, but yeah, I think we definitely overstated um, his overall military and, and intelligence his, his acumen, and, yeah. and, and, and all that stuff. Uh, and then going. Coming back domestic, but still kind of dabbling in the Russia-Ukraine area, we've got Hunter Biden Okay. in the news. Now, I uh, didn't read any of this shit, so I'm throwing okay. all the heavy lifting to you. So, Hunter Biden is back in the news. Um, he's under investigation for tax fraud, uh, maybe some money laundering. And it stems back to his, his dealings with uh, the CEFC Chinese energy company, right? It's an oil okay. and gas energy company. And uh, around 2015, he started to kind of maneuver his way, and he was more recruited, um, but he started to sort of maneuver his way in with the Chinese and um, ends up pulling off this deal worth close to about $5 million. Okay. Um, money comes in to him, and then some of the money goes to his uncle, Jim. <laughs> Um, and you know, so there's questions of, did he claim all the money and, and sort of what happened to it and where, where did it go? Now, the timing of this is important, right? Because the deal really doesn't get consummated until after Obama and Biden are out of office, right? Like, so what the conservatives are trying to say is that Biden, Joe Biden used his son to get in on the Chinese. And then that somehow that that is, you know, some form of corruption and, and, I, look, I say go with the investigation. Whatever it turns up, it turns up. I don't think that it's going to turn up what uh, Republicans and conservatives wanted to turn up. What they wanted to turn up is that Joe or that Hunter Biden was getting money from the Chinese and then funneling it to his dad. Right. That's what sure, they want. I would love that. Right. And if he was doing it and, and what they really want to see is it happening while Joe Biden was in office. Right. But the problem is that the timeline based off the bank statements and the emails and the meetings, none of that actually works in their favor. Right. Now, my thing is, look, if, if he if he laundered money or if, if he didn't pay his taxes, then hit him with whatever the penalties sure. are for that. I don't care. Right. Now, the thing is, they're going to try to flip that and say, all right, well, Joe Biden needs to resign or step down or he needs to be impeached. Right. And there's not going to be a connection, but they're going to do it. Right, especially after the midterms, chances are 
Democrats lose ground in the House. I don't know if they lose it, but they probably lose ground in the House, and I think there's not a chance in hell that they keep the Senate and that they ultimately lose the Senate. So now with that sort of control, you know that the GOP, they're going to try to impeach Biden on the shit going on with Hunter on Biden. anything. They want so they, badly right, to but this is, this is this is This is their Russia scandal or whatever, and you know that's what's coming, right? Like, they're going to, you know, they're... they're putting all this out there and you know the Washington Post and the New York Times release these stories um, and I'm not saying that they're in cahoots but what I'm saying is they're going to run with all the data in these stories they're going to leave out key points and they're going to use that as a groundswell of support or they're going to use that to gain a groundswell of support to push for an impeachment and the republic especially if they get numbers in the Senate and in Congress um, then they're not that the Congress matters with an impeachment, but they're still going to uh, uh, push for this. And you know, that's what they're going to try to use this and manipulate this into a way to impeach Joe Biden. I'm sure you're right. It's really kind of a pathetic excuse for, I mean, look, if Hunter Biden was in the cabinet or was, you know, given the um, Jared Kushner role of go figure out the Middle East and go figure out. Uh, whatever, I would have huge problems with Joe Biden appointing him because he's clearly a man with issues. Yeah. Uh, but he's fucking irrelevant to me. Like, he has no role in public policy whatsoever. Probably he tried to cash in on the family name. And, yes, and, he did. And, and okay. And that's and, not, and that, here's the thing, that's not illegal. It's not illegal. And, right? It's, and, I mean, like people, like rich, it's the whole point of being rich, right? So your kids <laughs> don't have to fucking work and they can do dumb shit like this. <laughs> I mean, that's literally the fucking point. Uh, I'm, I'm with you. You know, I mean, like the point, so I can buy yachts and buy expensive cars and then so my kids don't have to work and they can just fucking leech off my name and then they can even make money for being absolute morons. This, this is something <laughs> that I'm totally jumping tracks a bit, but it seems like every day I see this yacht was received, or sorry, this yacht was um, impounded or whatever they call it. Um, you know, well, there's a lot of very, very wealthy Russian oligarchs. Of, apparently, and they all have really fucking great yachts. Yes. It's well, big for that, them. That's apparently, like, I didn't realize... It's a, well, there's some great seas and oceans and bodies of water over in Europe, and I, I would like a yacht in Europe. <laughs> I, 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 and if, I, if I'm, I if I'm like going one. boating around in Europe, then, yeah, give me a badass yacht to do it in. I just, I'm just so funny. Like, you do bad things, we're going to take away your fancy boat. Which yeah, but I, I also think a big thing with the yachts, too, it's a great way to launder, or a great way to park money. Right, right. Right? But just quarter of a billion dollar yachts. I didn't know how many of those were in the world. Mm -hmm. But apparently there's a lot more than I thought and a lot of them were owned by Russian oligarchs. Well, what's funny is I was down in Cabo probably about four years ago now, three, four years ago, and um, there's this crazy yacht out. Like, you could see it. Like, it was probably about 100 yards out, right? And this this thing was, like, from a... It was a football field away and you could tell it was massive. I mean, there was this set of rocks out there and this yacht was way bigger than these rocks, and these rocks were huge. Um, and I'm like, does anybody know whose yacht that is, right? And uh -huh. the, the, the waiter at Club Sur, or no, I'm sorry, the manager at Club Sur came over to talk to us because my buddy is friends with Eric Dickerson, who's one of their big, you know, okay. people who comes cool. through there. So he came over to say hi, and we're like, hey, whose boat is that? And he's just like, oh, that's... It's a Russian oligarch. He parks his boat out there, and you know, people. You see people going out on boats and jet skis, and they, you know, party all night, and they come back. And I don't even know if the guy's on the boat half the time, um, but he spends a lot of time here. And then you know, he's going back to Russia when that boat disappears. I'm wow. like, holy uh, shit! Yeah, I mean, and, the same, and now, and, you, he's paying someone to drive that boat across the Atlantic, right? Which is fucking crazy. Now, here's the other thing. Um, like, so the yacht was like completely murdered out, like all black. Like everything, all black windows, black, and I'm like, is that a stealth yacht? Do they make those? <laughs> I don't know. It was pretty badass, but anyway. No, sure. But yes, yeah, so Look. Russians, oligarchs, yacht, yachts, um, big deal. But I think the biggest thing is one, it's and the other thing too, it's easier for them to travel, right? Like if you if you got some shady dealings, and Wolf, you need to get Wolf of Wall Street. You need to get around, and you know, going through the airport. Wolf of Wall Street, right? Yeah. They had to get from wherever to Malta or whatever, and it was mm -hmm. like, let's run the yacht through a storm. And things didn't go great. Um, yeah, it's just crazy to be like, 
how many yachts can you seize and how many of these fuckers have quarter of a billion dollars? Well, I mean, they got all that fucking money from oil and everything else. Right. And again, they need to do something with it. Right? Like, they need to do something with it. And so they buy crazy, ridiculous shit that likely will appreciate or not lose much value. A yacht like that is one of them. I went to the Cleveland Boat Show about five years ago. And I walked onto roughly a 150-foot yacht. And I was walking on this thing. was from the 70s. And it was listed selling for like $10 million. Right. And and this thing was, I mean, literally, if I owned that thing, it had more square footage than my house. Yeah. It just It's did. crazy. Like, yeah. listen, my buddy Mike, Buckeye Mike, uh, he moves down to Florida. He works for um, a company that makes these really high-end boats, right? Not quite yachts like we're talking about, but we're, you know, we're talking fucking million-dollar boats and everything like that. And he sends me a video. And um, the boat, I don't know, it's like a 30-foot boat, okay. right? 30-foot boat. Which is not small. Not but, small, but, but, I mean, 30-foot boat was really nice, you know, fine finished wood, floors, everything, sure. all that other stuff. But it was like a million dollars for a 30-foot yeah. boat, right? Like, so, I mean, if you're paying a million dollars for a 30-foot boat, right, then what the fuck are you paying for a boat that's literally the size of a damn football field? Right, You know, that's, right. that's, that's just mean, shy of an aircraft carrier. We've been joking about Jerry Jones's yacht for years, all these fuckers have one of those. Right. I mean, and Jerry Jones' yacht is still ridiculous. It is. You know, double that of, of Daniel Snyder's right, yacht, right. which was... Also ridiculous. Was, which was ri- ridiculous. $250 million for Snyder's and twice that for Jerry Jones. We need to get into right. different businesses. We do need to... We could, we could own a football team together. I think we'd make that work. No. No? No. I'd fire you. <laughs> Who says I would be working for you? I did Okay. So that's how that works. Uh, that's, okay, well, I guess, it's that. I guess that makes it a visual. Well, I would get up and slap you, but apparently that's not... Uh, well, I, I'm not going to do that. But, 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 dude, the slap hurt around the world. We are in the airport in Vegas, and you and your wife and I were like, did you just see that Will Smith slapped Chris Rock? Like, it popped up on our news feeds roughly at the same time as we're literally sitting on the floor in the spirit uh, wing of the Las Vegas airport... And I have very strong feelings about this, but I'm willing to throw to you first. Mm-mm, no, I want to hear right. your nonsense All first. Right. Um, I, think, I think Will Smith looks like a total douche in this whole situation. I think, um, you know, Chris Rock's joke was not a barn burner of a joke. It also wasn't all that serious of a joke. But I have a theory. And my theory is that I didn't remember this because I never watched the Madagascar movies. But Jada Pinkett Smith and Chris Rock were both stars of the Madagascar movies. And Jada Pinkett Smith has... Oh, you know, I'm going there. You, you open the door, oh I'm walking through. I think Chris Rock fucked Jada Pinkett Smith years ago, and Will didn't like it, and it was something from their past, because they both talked about having an open relationship and whatever. Chris Rock is a well-known uh, swordsman. He talks about not keeping it in his pants, so he's divorced because he was slinging it out there, and I think there's... Way more to the story based on that. Okay, so there's that. Um, so while that could be a theory, um, I think that you're right in the fact that there is uh, some past history there, but I don't know if it stems from Madagascar, uh, the children's movie. Uh, you can bang in the hotel. Sure, after doing sure, the- sure, sure, sure. Um, I don't think they were in hotels. Pretty sure they were in like trailers, right, on a movie set. But anyway, well, whatever. I'm sure they yes. stayed in hotel. Uh, yes. But no, I don't. I don't. I I don't know if I quite you buy didn't see that. Me go there. There? Uh, no, that that one caught me a little bit off guard. But Good. what I will say, you know, Will Smith and Jada did boycott the Oscars a few years back, and then uh, Chris, you know, and they asked other, you know, black comedians to 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 do the same or black entertainers to do the same, <gasps> and Chris Rock was invited to be the host of the Oscars, and he obliged and did. Right, kind of as a sort sure. of a fuck you to the Smiths, and there has been sort of a, as far as I can, it's from what I understand that there's been bad blood between them ever since, um, and then so you take that sort of bad blood based off of that experience, and then you couple it with the fact that you know Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith have had a pretty tumultuous last I don't know eighteen months, two years, sure. where we find out that. You know, they had some guy in their house, August something, and Jada Pinkett ends up in an 
entanglement with him and then not only does it come out to be public but she talks about it on her youtube show and you know will smith looks really bad in all this because you know i mean no look um you know he finds out that his wife has cheated on him and it's made public for the world to see um you know he doesn't you know there's some people who didn't really they're just like man that really wasn't a manly reaction quote unquote um, he took a lot of heat for it, their whole, everything, you know, Jada took heat for it, um, you know, obviously their kids are caught in all this, so it was a tough year, and then you, you add another layer with Jada Pickett-Smith having alopecia, right? which is, you know, why she's bald, and then Chris Rock makes the G.I. Jane joke, and so I think you have a situation where all of it sort of came to a head, for Will Smith, right? Like he's the, he's there for Oscar for a big moment, which he ends up winning uh, for King Richard, and um, but he doesn't know that. And there's the, it's it's, sure. it's it's I'm sure there's a lot weighing on him. And then all of a sudden, Chris Rock is dropping jokes, and everyone's like, "Oh, he laughed at it at first. It's like, look, man, like sometimes it takes a second for shit to sink in, right? Like, I mean, you can you can go to the oh, he laughed at it first, and then blah blah blah, and then he oh whatever, but. I'm not trying to get inside his head, right? I mean, if he felt compelled to do what he did, now listen, I agree it was a bad move. I think it was stupid. Um, you it's know, also weird because he slaps him, he just turns and walks away. Yeah. I, I mean, mean and, which, and, which is probably better than maintaining the confrontation because yeah. if they could get to a drag out and on the stage, what happens then? I don't know if that goes well for Chris Rock. Oh, no, it doesn't. Clearly not. But, um, He's older. Right. And Chris, Rock, right and Chris Rock has never been really a knock him, sock him sort of guy. But, I, you know, I mean, I think there was a lot going on with Will Smith that gets us to that moment. And yeah, it's a bad thing. I think it looks bad and, you know, violence is never the answer, blah, blah, yada, yada. But it, but it happens, you know. I mean, and then they move on. He gets the Oscar. He apologizes. Um, I know he's pulled aside by Tyler Perry and Denzel Washington, which, like, if you're going to get pulled aside by somebody, that's who you get pulled aside by. Um, you know, and he, he apologized. And, and for me... You know, he apologizes. He acknowledges that he made a mistake. Uh, you know, I, I'm, I'm. That, that's, that's all it should be. Now, anyone that was calling for, oh, he should go to jail and Chris Rock should press charges. Like, the same people saying that Will Smith should be in jail and that Chris Rock should press charges and that Will Smith is is an abuser and should be out the streets were the same people who were literally dragging every white woman who was calling the police on black men for literally nothing. Right, and so part of the thing with the criminal justice system is that we use every, you know, there's so many ticky-tack bullshit things that people get charged with and people want to call the police on. Like this is between two guys. Chris Ross, Chris Rock got slapped. He wasn't injured. He wasn't, he, right. you know, he wasn't knocked unconscious. He wasn't. I mean, or if, maybe, if, if Will Smith like jumped on him and started going MMA, right, okay, out, well, that's, yes, now no, listen, if he, but he didn't, right? Like, I mean, like he he slaps him, okay. Um, you know, I mean, like, such a, I can't go help but go back to Charlie Murphy. Like, who slaps a man? You slapped yeah. a man in the old days, and then there was a duel afterwards. Right. You had to shoot somebody. <laughs> and and I, I seriously, I'm, I'm saying it to be funny, but I seriously agree with it. Like, who slaps a man? I, I, I'd rather get punched than slapped. I don't care, honestly, <laughs> either way. But I just, I, I think. Um, you know, for everyone that was calling, they, oh, she should be jet. Now, listen, if the Academy says, all right, you're suspended for, from the Oscars for a year or two or you're Ten, permanently whatever. banned yep. or whatever, sure. okay, fine. That's, yeah. the, that's oh, okay, I'm fine with that. I don't think that that makes it racist or whatever. I think that, you know, Will Smith did a dumb thing. You're on national television. It's a bad example. I don't know how many kids were watching, but... You know, it's, it's, it sets a bad example. We live in a civil society, but I will always always argue that no matter what who you think you are no matter who you tell people you are right you're human right and we're prone to violence i don't give a fuck what you say right i don't care if you point to some peaceful little area of non-tribal people somewhere i don't i don't care we are a violent culture you know why because i got a million years of fucking war right going on Anywhere, like you point to anywhere across the world at any point in time, and there is something, vi some violent interaction well, the happening. The, the world is 6,000 years old, so I don't know. Okay, whatever. I mean, wait, what? That's a Bible thing. Oh. Um, I mean, yeah, I was like, 6, That's a, it's a hardcore Christian thing, like 6,000 years ago. I'm like, no. But, a little longer. 
But my point is, is that listen, we're like people are violent, and ideally we don't want to be right. Ideally, right. you you want to be peaceful, but and we're reactionary, right? But you, you know, I, I, you know, there's a there's a you know old proverb that you 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 can't be peaceful if you don't know violence, right? I mean, so I think. You know, I'm not applauding Will Smith for what he did. I mean, yeah, I mean, I guess stand up for your woman, but it's kind of weak. And, and honestly, like some dude bagged your wife on your fucking couch and you didn't do shit about it. Some guy tells a bad joke on national television and now you get up and slap him like a, you know, whatever. Um, like none of that shit. Like, tap as, what we're going to use. Yeah, yeah. So, but I mean, it's just like, uh, all right. But at the same time, no, he shouldn't be, no, he shouldn't go to jail. Pressing charges is ridiculous. Um, you know, you can't tell me that you're, you're, you're about, you know, fixing a criminal justice system, but you, you see something that you moderately don't like, right? And you want somebody to fucking go to jail for it. No, you're full of shit. You're part of the problem. So I think there's a lot of different aspects of it here. And I think Chris, Chris Rock handled it like a fucking champ. Okay. Hundred percent. Right. I because mean, hey, in the moment, he, he, I guarantee you, he thought Will's going to get up and fuck around with you a little yeah. bit. Yeah. And also like. Don't just slap the right. shit out he of me. He literally was like, you I just got slapped. <laughs> Will Smith just slapped the shit out of me. And, you know, and, I mean, look, and he handled it like a pro. And even he had a show a couple, you know, a day or so later, you know, and then even handled it again, yeah. you know. I mean, like, Which does not surprise me. No. Chris Rock is, a, I mean, an icon for a reason. I 100% agree that there's no need for legal action. The streets aren't safer with Will Smith off of them. Right. Um you know, I, I also want to address another thing, too, because people are like, Will Smith has a history of abuse. He slapped a reporter once. Okay. Well, okay, so if you go back to the incident that people are talking about, some reporter comedian tried to play a prank on Chris on Will Smith where they came up to him, they hugged him, kissed him on each cheek, and then tried to, and it was a man, and he tried to aggressively, like, kiss Will Smith on the lips. So Will Smith, like, pushes him away and then gives him, like, literally just a... Backhand like, slap, the uh, right? Like, right, yeah. stop! What are you doing, right? Uh, and people are literally saying, like, that's history of violence. That's a right. history of abuse. Okay. And it's just like, no. Like, if that same guy tries that thing on me, it ends up much worse for that guy. And I think you know that to be true. Well, I mean, so I, I could press charges because when we parted ways in a casino the other night, and I told you I couldn't go until the morning. You kind of like tapped me on the head and said, "Whatever, bitch." I believe was your words. <laughs> Uh, which the cough is probably fueled in part by the fact that I burned the candle at both ends like a madman. It was, but, but it was, <clears throat> if I were to go, oh, I was assaulted by, like, if that constitutes assault from you, then no. Right. <laughs> I mean, it just, it, it's so, I, I don't know. I, I, no, the I, whole idea of... Making it a criminal matter is just silly. Right. In fact, this goes back to something I've said a hundred times on the show. I think you've echoed it. We can't be more offended than the victim. Right. So if Chris Rock is saying enough, yes. look, it was not <clears throat> not cool. Will Smith didn't handle this great, but we're fine. Nothing egregious came of this, and making this a drawn out legal matter would be just embarrassing for everyone involved. Maybe most of all, Chris Rock would be like, "Do I really have to deal with this nonsense? Yeah. I want to go out there and tour. I'm fucking selling out everything. He's yeah. coming to Cleveland in June, yeah. and he just added the second show. So I'm sure by then we'll have some." Getting slapped by Will Smith material in his uh, in his act, but like you said, he, he performed it in Boston uh, the other night, and just yep. like, look, still processing everything. Don't <laughs> have jokes weekend. for you, <laughs> exactly. I know what you're all gonna ask me, but but let's uh, let's let it go. Um, yeah, I, I agree. But it was just it was just so funny to me that we saw that literally in yeah. the Vegas airport. We're like, oh, this is gonna be interesting, and it was. Um, on a somewhat parallel. Discussion. Actually, not really. But Joe Rogan has basically said that if Spotify tries to um, uh, censor him or make him perform to standards that they find acceptable and not let him do his freewheeling thing, he's going to quit. And he signed a massive deal with Spotify. I thought it was $100 million. I read today it was $200 million. Either way, lots of commas, lots of zeros. And I... I find this interesting because when Dave Chappelle left Comedy Central um, over literally creative issues, he was called crazy. People just said, you know, Dave Chappelle must be out of his mind. He's giving away $55 million. That was not as in the open as what's going on here with Rogan, because Rogan's saying it out ahead of time, whereas with Chappelle, he just, like, said to Comedy Central, 
fuck you, I'm going to South Africa, and if you think you can get me back from there, good luck. Otherwise, either, you know, let me do my show or go fuck yourself. Um, I wonder if Rogan will get anywhere near the criticism that Chappelle got, because as you know, I'm a huge fan of Dave Chappelle. Yeah. And I watched him inside the Actors Guild talking about how pissed he was that he took a stand on artistic grounds and because he was giving up so much money, he was labeled as crazy and people said he had to be flown out to Africa for rehab and just his image got really dragged through the mud and being the fucking monster that he is as an entertainer, he's obviously come back in, in you know, glorious fashion and has, has reestablished himself and whatnot. But will, will there be any resentment towards Joe Rogan from a racial perspective if he doesn't get that same kind of heat? Uh, yeah, I mean, because, you, know, uh, you know, black people find a reason to be pissed off about anything. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know if anyone will notice or care. Um, there will be people who, you know, who will take up the, the Dave Chappelle banner and say, why aren't you treating Joe Rogan the same as you treated Dave Chappelle? Um, you know, I don't particularly care <laughs> one way or the other. Um, you know, I mean, I, I just, I, you know, I, but I think that, I, I think it is interesting to, to compare the two. Um, but it's it's different though, right? Because sure. they were what was happening at Comedy Central was, you know, big thing was like they're like, hey, why don't you, Dave, put on this dress, right? Like we want you to dress like a woman. He's like, I don't want to dress like a woman. Um, and then they were, you know, pushing for you know more and it's more really, racial, really stereotypical, yeah, I mean, and, and, racial jokes. Yeah, and but it's beyond that. And when you're a black person. You have to be conscious of that shit because it's just like, all right, what am I contributing to at this point? Am I contributing to the to comedy and making things you know better and whatever, or am I contributing to you know stereotypes and really hurting um, you know some of the progress that you know the people who came before me have made? And Dave did the analysis and realized that like, hey, I think we're going to a point where this is actually hurting not only me and my cause and it's not my art, but this is something that I, I don't want to be a part of anymore. Yeah. Uh, where with Joe Rogan, I mean, this is, this is kind of him throwing a temper tantrum. I mean, he's standing up on his, his, his morals pedestal. or pedestal or whatever. And it's just like, well, if I can't do it the way I want to do it, um, then I'm not going to do it at all. Right. And people say, well, how is that different? Right. Like, you know, and I guess, what they're doing with Joe Rogan is just like, hey, man, you said some things that are pretty borderline in terms of it's almost the opposite. Right. You know, with Dave, they wanted him to push the envelope more. But along lines of like race, um, you know, like, just, you know, do more nigger jokes. Right. And, and, you know, just like a woman while you do it. Right. Like so completely, completely sort of subjugating him and, and making him into this figure that he didn't want to be. Where with Joe Rogan, it's just like, well, you've already said some pretty racial shit, and you've already pushed that yeah. line, so we kind of want to clean that up, and we need to just sort of reel it in a little bit. And he's just like, well, no, I'm not going to do it. So I don't think it's the same, but it's it's their their Dave and Joe's motivation is is similar in terms of staying true to who they are. Yes, absolutely. Um, and 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 that's that, and and I can respect it. Um, for on both on both points, you know, obviously I'm a little closer to, to Dave and what he was, um, you know, why he left. But I, I don't necessarily have an issue with Joe Rogan. I mean, if, if he wants to leave, because, I mean, like, look, I mean, I think, yeah, fine, stand up for your principles. Because sure. I'm not a huge fan, but I think he's, the good thing about him is that he brings so many different people on. He brings on different perspectives. Um, at times, he's a good interviewer. Other times, like, and especially probably over the last year, he, he's gotten his panties in a bunch because, uh, you know, there's been some pushback against him as it related to COVID. Yeah. And so I think he was doing the, well, if you're going to push against me, I'm going to push back against you. I'm going to say and do whatever I want. And he dug in more and more. And I think he's starting to dig out of that a little bit, mostly because, you know, the COVID nonsense sure. has sort of died down and people are starting to move on. Um, although there was a report about another variant, um, although like no one seems to care. Um, which is fine because I got to be honest, I don't. But you know, I mean, it's. I saw they're recommending a fourth. Uh, yeah, no, booster. I, I probably will. I, I but know. I also have had a brutal cough. I'm glad I haven't been ruining the show with my cough. Yeah. Now my cough was from spending 
way too much time in casinos, and we'll get mm-hmm. to that in a minute. But no, I agree with you that that uh, so and the different one of the big differences. Rogan's drawing a line in the sand ahead of his action, right? Whereas Chappelle just said, you know, everything happened behind the scenes, and then the information we got was very sketchy. It was yeah. you know people were saying things, oh he's in rehab, oh he's in this, but none of it was official. When he came back, he's like, no, I just could go to a place where they couldn't make me come back from yep. because, you know, Chappelle's point was, I'm, I'm, I'm rich, bitch, I believe, yeah. is on his show. And he lives in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, I've never been to his place, but I know people have because he did them a lot of comedy shows during COVID where they were like yeah. stage out of the gazebo and some friends of mine went down and saw him. They said it was awesome. But he lives on a really big farm in Yellow Springs, Ohio. Mm-hmm. He's not living in the $20 million mansion that Rogan used to live in in L.A. that he sold to live on some lake in Austin, Texas, which I've never spent any time in Austin. Oh, that's great. I've heard nothing but good things about it. I mean, it's been 10 years since I've been there, and, I mean, it was was on the rise 10 years ago, and I'm sure it's only blown up since. Uh, which I'm sure for some people there, they probably hate it. Oh, I'm but, sure they do. I mean, Austin's they probably don't also, mind their property values going through the Yeah, road. I mean, Austin's also, it's a, I mean, it's where the University of Texas is. Right. Um, so it's a massive it's college a state town. capital. Right. I mean, like, there's there's a lot going on there. So, I mean, there's just a lot of great food, um, a lot of great places to drink, a lot of a lot of different shit to do. And it's not, like, when you're it's, in Austin. It's very non-Texas. <laughs> well, you're right. Like, I mean, you know it's Texas, but the it's a weird sort of feel. Um, you know, very it's cosmopolitan. Super liberal Texas, which is kind of a contradiction in terms. Right, exactly. Because that's what I've heard. I've, again, I've, I've, I think I've technically been there as a child, but I have no adult experience there. All right, man. Can we talk about Vegas? Yeah, absolutely. I had a great time. What was the highlight for you? Highlight for me? Um... Playing a lot of poker. Mm. Even even though I did not walk away in the money playing poker, I played poker very well. And in Hold'em, sometimes you get bad breaks. I got beat on the river when I had the best hand going in once to the tune of $200. And then I had an absolute brutal kick in the nuts hand that I would love to rant about. I'll spare people. Please do. Okay. Please spare us. I ended up with the top possible street running into a full house. Yeah. And the guy who got had the full house went... Sorry, man. I'm like, don't apologize. Good <laughs> for you. Make you it flopped a full house. You, you, I walked into this. You win. Good for you. Um, See you later. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. No, 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 and everyone at the table was kind of encouraging me, saying like, you didn't play badly. I'm like, I know. I know I didn't play bad, but, but I can't control the cards. My $200 limit for the day was exceeded, and um, out. Yep. Uh, and then the next day, I went back and won some money, so it was good. Uh, so that was probably my highlight. Um, and then with a with the possible exception of going to Old Vegas, where I had never been before, where mm-hmm. you and I took a trip, and we went to Circa, which Ooh. is like the crown jewel of Old Vegas. And my God, that place is off the charts amazing. Right? I mean, Steve, how many square yards of high-definition televisions are oh, there in that God. place? I don't know. I mean, and everything you read about, like, so I went and, like, looked up stuff after, because that was my first time there as well. Like, I had seen it... Um, I had seen it when it was being built, but obviously I'd never been in there. And so uh, going in there, it's just like, wow. I, I, didn't, and, I didn't know that you had never been there. I thought you had. No, I, I had literally, I'd been to the grounds where they okay. were building it. Because I'm like, oh, what's going here? But I'd never like been inside of it, right? Okay. Uh, so <laughs> like like looking it up, like they have like the, the longest, you know, by linear foot bar in Nevada. Um, and it's that bar, that, that, sure. well, that bar we were at at the end of the, right, when we were, we were waiting, in, yeah. yeah, like, so that long ass bar is like the longest indoor bar in Nevada or something like that. And it was obscenely long, right? Like it was actually, you actually had to do the yeah. hands over yeah. the eyebrow thing to sort of get to the end of it, uh, when you were looking from, from the far end and, um, you know, the sports book there, uh, you know, it was, it was really crowded and we couldn't get a seat in the sports book, but they have the stadium seating. And then TVs that go up, you know, three floors, you know, floor to ceiling where it's just games, right? And we're there during the tournament. Yeah. Right? So, I mean, you got NCAA basketball games. You've got soccer. You've got hockey. You've got NBA games. I think there was a cricket game or some shit going on. Like, there was just shit all over the place. And it was, I mean, it was wild to see the sports book. We didn't make it to the pool, but I pulled up a video to show you what oh, the pool looked okay. like. I was, I was going to complain about that because it annoyed me we couldn't even see the pool. Yeah, I mean, and that's obviously that's by design. I mean, they built. it seems like they built a pretty awesome pool, but it was 
fifty dollars just to get just, just to go, go yeah. in and hang out, and it's just like, well, we're not gonna do all that. So, uh, but no, circuit was 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 pretty wild. I mean, I would have to say my highlight um, was just the ability to literally just smoke a cigar whenever I wanted to. Oh, yeah. You know, I mean, it I just mean, to, Monte Cristos at Caesars and. I don't remember where else you smoked a cigar. Yeah, well, I, I mean, well, around you, I'm not sure. I mean, I think, well, just in in the casino, um, the ability to smoke, and then also I went off to the Davidoff Bar, which uh, you know, Davidoff Bar wasn't That's wasn't bad. Uh, what's that? That's the win. Uh, yeah, the Davidoff was right across from the win, um, and you know, it wasn't bad. The selection wasn't quite as as uh, robust as I was I was hoping for, but it was a nice little comfortable spot. Um, and then, you know, there were a couple of times where I was by myself where, where, where I found a couple other places, uh, to, to smoke and buy sticks. So, you know, it's funny at one point we were saving you a seat in the sports book at Caesars. And normally when I'm saving someone a seat in a bar, my excuse is they're outside smoking. So that's what I'm like, I can't use that excuse because right. you can be smoking right here. So, so I said you were on a call. But there, and then, um, so I guess, so that was probably my highlight. But then I, you know, like I, I, the one night I got drilled on the roulette table, just bing, 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 yeah, two hundred girls yeah, gone. Yeah, I saw that. Uh, but then I, I came back and had a had a strong showing on the on on the roulette table like the next night, and then, um, like got all the games in the final four or or, or the elite eight. Yeah. Um, so I mean, and I just went straight bets and got all those. So I was pretty. Pretty happy about that. Although we missed the the, the St. Damn, Peter's, I know. So because I both tried to get to not so they lost to North Carolina, but yeah, they beat so Purdue they lo- the week before. Yeah, the day they, before. yeah they lost in the Elite Eight, but they won in the Sweet Sixteen. And and I, I they were plus six. Right, I mean, and I uh, wanted. I just couldn't get to the damn sports book to place the damn bet. And I, there was just no Same way here. I was gonna. And I was so pissed about it. And and I, I was sitting in a bar and I saw them doing warm ups. So I was like, "Damn it! Yeah. I knew this game was coming right. up." Right. The problem was I was in, I was in my room, and um, I just there was no way I was going to be able to get from my room to the elevator, get down to the first floor, and book it to the sports book and make it in time. Um, I think, but you know, but I think I had dozed off or something like that. But uh, no, it was it was a great I mean, that time. That was the day we spent the whole time at the pool. So yeah, the being on the sun just right. I mean, me I was just, yeah, I was I was just. And we were up till four thirty in the morning the night before. Yeah. So literally, you texted me. Yeah. After I just I played poker for like five hours straight, <laughs> and I literally had just gotten so I was staying at the Flamingo. You were staying at Caesars, so we're yep. across the street from each other, which worked out fucking perfect. I mean, yeah. if we were in the same hotel, that'd have been fine too. Yeah. But the fact that we were literally across the street, and we um, had two places to go, and we had two places to go, yeah. and we, uh, but yeah, we, dude, when I got back to my room at like four thirty in the morning, I was like, I am too old for this bullshit, <laughs> and and then I. Next day went till two. Yeah. So not shockingly, I'm not exactly. Uh, yeah. I mean, know. what's funny is like, so you went to bed and I kept going like that. That on Saturday. The yeah. Okay. And so, um, so both Friday and Saturday night, I I put in some put in some good out. I was Vegas. What the fuck? Why not? Oh, no, hey, I'm not. Uh, not and then I, I will say my other highlight was the food. All right. So what was your food highlight? Because we had dinner together at Lowry's. Yeah. My prime rim was great. Well, you and yours was massive, but yes, it was. but my so there were two two high points. So I went to um, the Water Grill in the Caesars Forum, and right. got the Chilean sea bass with the with the butternut squash noki, and wow, that was amazing. But the 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 crown jewel of all the food, right, and ate plenty of it was Smith and Walensky's um, in the Venetian. Uh, I got the bone-in ribeye, which was, I think, 30, 38 ounces or oh something. Oh, my God. Absurd. Yeah, I crushed the whole thing. Uh, mind you, some of those ounces are bone, but still. Right. <laughs> but still. Okay. sure. And, that uh, makes you feel better. <laughs> and then, so then, like, so I eat this massive steak, and then uh, they come out with the chocolate cake because I'm a fat kid, and this chocolate cake was, li- like, I've got, um, <coughs> I've got a big fist, right? I've got a big fist. Yes. In terms of height, width, everything, this cake was taller than my fist, right? And at its widest point was wider than my fist by at least a solid inch. Like, it was All right. massive. And it was delicious. 
Um, and it came with a, like a, a, a cookie in the shape, a chocolate cookie in the shape of a cow stuck into it. It was pretty, pretty right. fantastic. We, we wanted to, I want to go one thing real quick because it was the most stupid thing I've ever seen in a restaurant. So we had, bre- we had breakfast one day and they had a Bloody Mary special. It was like $45 and it was a Bloody Mary with three sliders, a fried pickle, all these other things. And I saw it on the menu. You saw it on the menu. We all talked about it. And we er- erroneously assumed that there was a plate of food and a big Bloody Mary. But no, all of that stuff was on skewers pointing out of the Bloody Mary. It was one of the dumbest things I've ever seen food-wise. Right. And How strong were those skewers, by no the way? Doubt. It was the thing. I mean, because there was a whole-ass slider yeah. on the end of the skewer, and I'm just like, huh. When they brought that up, I'm like, okay, I saw that on the menu, yeah, I, and that I was, was so dumb. Well, the funny thing is, even though I don't drink, I was thinking about getting it and then, like, just, you know, giving, giving the, the Bloody Mary to, like, one of you guys. It was like, oh, a couple sliders, and there's pretzel sticks, and there's all this, like, onion rings. Yeah, all onion like, rings, fried Right, pickles, like, I mean, at this point, I'm not worried about my diet while I'm there. And, Clearly, uh, we, we didn't worry yeah. about diets while we were there. I certainly didn't. And uh, I see this thing come out, and I'm just like, oh, so there's no plate involved. It's all just in a in a big glass. In a big glass. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Oh, so, and so I, I also want to point out, um, I recommended a hot dog joint called the Hottie Dog. Mm. And they were so obscenely expensive. <laughs> and the food was okay. Yeah, but like, I mean, they, it, they, was... it was $2 Per dog to add mustard to it. Are you fucking kidding me? I went out on a limb for you, hottie dog, and you fucked me. I'm angry with you. Hottie dog, not so hot. (laughs) I'm not. I'm I'm done with them. Um, I love Salem's Hot Dogs, the Buffalo-based hot dog company. But... Two well, hot dogs, like the hot one, dog, the hot fries, and a bottle of water was thirty-seven dollars. Yes, the, so the hot dog wasn't very big. Like the actual dog itself right. wasn't didn't have a lot of length or girth. Um, and I feel like my buffalo man is being insulted, but okay, it didn't. I'm sorry. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> like, it, I mean, it wasn't like I, you know, like mine, like you know, cooked pretty well, and yeah, you know, maybe was a little char on the outside. It was just, it was not any of that. And I hyped it up, it and did. so I, I was. I'm, I'm publicly stating that my food rep deserves a little bit of a knockdown. I'm still annoyed. Never made it to In-N-Out Burger. Oh, that's right. We did. Not, not on the sh- I've gone in the past. I just didn't I, make I it. Didn't and there was one time. right outside right, the right, Flamingo. Right, make right, it. right by Hobby Dog. Yep. And, uh, yeah, disappointing there. Um, Lowry's was amazing, though. Yeah. Um, Lowry's and their presentation great. is great. Presentation was great. The, the, uh, that's a good one. Yeah. All right, man. I don't have a whole lot more to say. Good. Okay. <laughs> Thanks for listening. We are at Whiskey Congress on Instagram and Twitter, and we're done. <laughs>